Um, oh man, that Mandalorian season two finale. Like, you watched it? Vader came out of nowhere and just started hacking people. And you're like, wait, are you wait, 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 wait. Like, wait a minute, Vader's alive? And I'm like, and then all of a sudden, Mandalorian got his head chopped off. Hey, hello everybody. Welcome back to all new The Giant Contraband and Robot. Are you serious? That was a whole lie, man. What? Are you are you dead serious? Vader's dead. Come on. Come on, son. Oh, fuck. No, you're <laughs> goddamn right. No, you're goddamn right. Fuck you, dude. Because for a second, I was like, wait, what? I was like, wait, what? Because I haven't seen it today yet. Like, <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh shit! <laughs> you got me. you did get me. Like my fucking logic did not kick in there. You did get me right now, man. Uh, <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> I am Desi. Desi is dead. Robinson. That is the Damon Lama writer, Christian Ventura. What it do? Uh, this is our last show of the year. Final one in 2020. The final episode of 2020. We'll be back in 2021. With new shit, new episodes, more hijinks like we just did it. Well, I just did it. Now. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, seriously, I have not watched one episode. I only watched one episode of The Mandalorian, and that was it. I was about to say, I was like, of all episodes, did you watch the last one? <laughs> I did see the last one, so I do know what happens. Okay. I actually okay. do know what happens. <laughs> so. Okay, okay. But I'm not. But yet, I'm not I have not watched it because I have just gotten back from work today. I have not, I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not, uh, people's already uh, comic book. I, essentially, if you have not watched it, if you're not planning on watching it the whole weekend, so the time of this recording is December 18th. So by the time this episode comes around, it'll be the week of Christmas. If you have not seen it up until that week of Christmas, don't worry about us spoiling it. But just stay away from IGN comic book pretty much every site yeah even if they're talking about casting stay away from because that is going to be as well for sure like i've been i've been happy that today enough stuff was going on at work to where i really haven't had a single real moment to like go through social media at all today yeah so just like just stay away but um yeah it's the end of the year um once again we're going to thank you thank everyone for um listening to the giant concert robot through this year um even if you stumbled upon it, maybe listen to 30 minutes of it. Hell, you're giving us stream numbers anyway by just listening to 30 minutes of it. Um, whatever you listen to, thank you. Like five countries. Once again, five countries. I still can't believe that, man. Like, thank you so much to everybody listening to us, listening to us from other places. I never would have thought that ever when I started this. Like, that this soon, like, that many different places would actually hear us. That's Thank you very much. It's very humbling. So when we get into 2021, things are going to change, like the logo. The logo is going to change. The logo is going to change. We're getting a, calling it a level up. Oh, all right, all right. So we're we're leveling up. Yep. Um, nice. I like that. So that's happening. Uh, Nerds Against the World is returning um, with a new group of people um, working on season two. I'm I'm legit trying to get more OG Nerds Against the World hosts to join us. I would like to be more involved in season two if you need me. <laughs> hey, stuff happens. Life happens. Li li life happens. I will be seeing my grandmother tomorrow. Yeah, um, 
our one member who was supposed to new member was supposed to um, come on. Her husband um gotten sick. I was like, yo, you were newlywed. Focus on your husband. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's like that's more important. Another family member, another person's uh, family member was sick. I was like, take care of family. Hell, I almost be got with sick. I almost yeah, be with people. Can we in it? We're in it. Like people are dropping like flies. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. Like I was watching the news. This woman lost six people within two months. Wow. A two-year-old lost both of their parents. Both. Damn. And a grandparent. So, motherfuckers, coronavirus shit is real. Coronavirus. Yup. Like, motherfucker, I don't care if the vaccine is coming out. Keep your fucking mask on. Yeah. It's like, the, the, the vaccine's coming out, and like, People are starting to take it. Some of the top level people are starting to get it. Like, let them be the guinea pigs. But when you get a chance, make your judgment, but don't wait too crazy long. Because I know I'm not going to want to get it immediately either, honestly. But I do want to get it for sure at some point because it's like this is going to have to happen like semi quickly for us to like really start to have any sort of semblance of normalcy at this point we've been too far gone i say but by, by, by july everyone would have took have would have taken the uh the vaccine already yeah hopefully i mean hopefully we won't have any form of normalcy until 2022 yeah no for even even if then dude honestly like i i really don't mean to say it like that or start the podcast like this but honestly like i don't really see it going back to normal normal ish until like really 2025 because there's so much like impact that's been happening like under the surface that it's like yeah we're trying to get back to where we can all see each other and walk around again but imagine how much longer it's going to take for businesses to recover how much longer it's going to take for people to be able to save up money again and start back from where they like hopefully were if they were able to save and some that unfortunately were not able to or lost their jobs man speaking of that the fucking government is trying to pass their new COVID release bill, giving everyone six hundred dollars. That's over eight hundred dollars less than what we got eight months ago. Like, yeah. what in the it's, fuck? Yeah. Like, literally, there are people who lost their jobs who did not qualify for unemployment. The unemployment plan, where you got like six hundred dollars every um every two weeks. They're so like, here, go buy a PS Five. Um. Like there's like there's people who could barely pay their rent. There's people who could barely pay their bills. Like certain Edison, yes, Edison and the water company. Depending on your, if whatever you are at in the, with the throughout the U.S., some utility companies are being nice and waiving bills, but they're not going to be doing that shit forever. Yeah, they need to make their money too eventually because Cal, California, America is like just honestly so capitalistic, like. There is no, there is no way that we, we unfortunately have no regulation or no plan for if we have to say stop. You know what I mean? Yep. Like if we have to say, hey, stop collecting money in general. There's no possible way our society can run, and that's an issue. Yeah, like um, the U.S. spends trillions of dollars. 
on military. And none of that shit goes and none of that shit goes to medical. Yep. We spend more more money on our military budget than the next seven cu- countries on the list combined. And then on top of that, still more than the entirety of the list. So I really think about that. The next seven countries other than uh, uh, like under us in military spending, we still spend more than all of them combined. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyways, I don't know what the fuck, and- I don't know what the fuck our government think we're um, who's what they trying to do to us. Uh, so far, all the other governments got their own shit to deal with. Yeah, yeah, well, they got their own shit to deal with, but they're dealing with it, you know. Except for Russia, for some reason. Except for Russia, except for like the UK at this point. North Korea. Nobody's handling their shit, man. Everybody's just no, pushing no, no. their shit on their, I'm saying their country. For some reason, I'm saying the U.S. got a beef with North Korea, Iran, and Russia. Like, like if you they need, don't got they got oil and America wants it. Like, <laughs> on the real, they have, their medical system is better than our, North oh, Korea. Yeah. I had this conversation earlier at work today. North Korea has a better healthcare plan than we do. Like, seriously. And the government, who all their workers are at least, their take home is at least 25 to 3,500, wants to give every American citizen, well, almost every American citizen, $600 and say, what, have a happy new year. Yeah, it's a fucking joke, dude. It really is. Like, I, like, I, like, I, I'm not gonna take, take away from the fact that regardless of how small it is, it will help some people. Like, I get that. But, it, it, in the overall, it's like you realize that they could be helping so much more, and it's literally like we're just gonna satiate you guys. That's what it feels like. Like this is some bullshit. But there's one similarity to this: Mitch O'Connell finally conceding to Biden. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like a lot of a lot of uh, <clears throat> Fox News pundits having to now start calling uh, Joe Biden the the incumbent president instead of just like the for they've been saying uh, what have they been saying they've been calling him the like supposedly called president or incumbent president Joe Biden now they had to like freaking admit it. Uh, I don't watch Fox News because they piss me off, um, especially t- uh, t- Tucker Carlson. Yeah, but- I, I, I honestly think, I understand why, but I honestly think it is important to still watch from the other side no matter what, because then, like, it's possible to be blinded from your own side, regardless. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite content. Um, but, um, and don't take this, if you're listening to this, don't think I, I, yes, I voted for Biden. I don't want Biden, nor do I want Trump. Yeah. Yeah, Biden, let's... You know what, let's not get too political on this, man. I don't give a fuck. We're in the year doing whatever the fuck we want. Alright? Nah. We had a, we had a nuke, but the nuke had to be put on hold. The nuke might be used for 2021, though. That, that means we're going to take off 2021 with a bang. Oh, you goddamn right. This Marvel take our guest was going to have, which was was, was going to be Kaylee Warmer. Um... It's oh shit! Don't be out in nothing yet. Just I'm not gonna out nothing. I'm just gonna say I'm teasing. I'm teasing. This is the tease. Got you, got you. Her Marvel take, 
and DC in terms of com- comic books alone, not film. It's just like, whoa. Like, whoa. You, you, it's like, really. I would rather, when we get her on, to save that topic for the end so I can actually put a nuclear bomb explosion as our outro music. <laughs> nice. I'll do the red alert and then blue. <laughs> so you, you you guys are hearing it now. Um, more special effects in 2021. More stuff coming in 2021. <laughs> uh, besides the new logo. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm so hyped for the new logo. Yeah. Just spoiler alert. Is it the same person making it? Well, we're both working on it. Nice. Um, I give this one spoiler. My face is no longer going to be the robot on that on the logo. Dang. What? Is it gonna? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be? Uh, you know what? Okay. 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 Fine. We'll find out what it is. Yeah, you're gonna find out what it is, and the font is gonna be different. Okay. But in this mm. time, we're gonna have a lot of changes coming, eh? And the V is gonna be on there. All right, finally, the Jeff Country robot will be on the fucking logo. Nice, yeah. That way we can. That way we can fully separate ourselves from Monomonoguchi. Yeah. Who put out a new track though called "Stay at Home," which is kind of which, mm-hmm. is, which is fire. I didn't check that out. I'm gonna have to see that. Yeah, they put it, they put out a single. Um, nice. So we could probably play in 2021. On the Night Out Show on KDHR. Check it out there as well. Um, but the main talk besides all this, um, this is a shoot the shit cast. Um, the t- the title is going to be different though. I tell you that. Whatever no. it's whatever we whatever. Uh, we, I got catfished. <laughs> the rando, the rando conversations we have, like that's where the title usually come out. Yeah, that's fair. But the main topic is. Everything that's been going on since December 12th with Cyberpunk 2077. Um, right. No secret, uh, listeners, that the PS4 and 5 versions are broken. Oh, you mean the PS4 and Xbox versions, right? No, no, no. no. Wait, no. and 5? PS4. Oh. Xbox, is, Xbox and PC has minimal bugs, not game-breaking bugs. Like, literally, people on the PS4 and PS5 are getting kicked off the game back to the home screen. Yeah. Oh, no, that happened to me the other day. On the Xbox? Yeah, that literally happened to me last night. Did you have, it a, happened did you have a rarity, then? Because not, not everybody on the Xbox has those. To, to be fair, I am, um, uh, like, for the listeners, I'm using a day one 2013 Xbox One. Same, same as me. The only thing I got, swinging dick. You, I haven't gotten that. That's all I got. Seen my own. I got, I got that, and the only other like glaringly like actually like kind of breaking one. I've only had two breaking ones. That one that kicked me out, and um, there was during the tutorial. Mm-hmm. You know how like you're uh, learning how to do combat and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it shows you how to mark targets, it wouldn't let me hit the. It would do nothing when I clicked the right stick. Like it was telling me click the right stick to highlight targets, and it did nothing. And I literally was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to turn off the game. I got to go to sleep anyways. Next day, I turned it on. It didn't do that. Like, it let me click the button. But there was literally a bug where, like, I couldn't do anything from there. I had, I would have had to restart that so that way I could go back into that training session again. I know for me, uh, this is, like, nitpicks of things I'm seeing throughout the game. Driving is horrible for me. 
It it's like you, they're driving. Trying, they're trying to be like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I and but, and that's honestly the worst part of like any Rockstar game for me, the travel. But here's the thing though. Rockstar's driving mechanics is a lot more smoother. You can, yeah. you could like but when it comes to their, like all their games feel all of the cars in uh Cyberpunk feel hard to control. They feel very jerky. Yeah. Or not jerky, just like you hit the gas, you you're going like forty too fast already. Like you barely t- um triggering the um the the engine to go. Or Man, for, you for go me, it's to, more the braking that gets me. The braking too. The I was gonna get to that. And if you go too fast, you in the mini map. If you're not paying attention, you miss a corner. You have to go fuck it around just to get back to the corner that you have to go down to for the, for the mission. I, I definitely had to do that literally like the first four times I came up to a turn. And I'll people be like, that's nitpicky. Like, no, that's still breaking immersion of us doing the forward, forward momentum. Um, and also, like, like, you- what is the point of putting a dick on a character and you don't use it? That is it's- the most... The most non-necessary thing to put on a creative character. It's it's immersion. Fuck immersion. Look at um to compare Witcher. Look at all their sex. I love how like a couple sentences sentences ago you were like saying you were just saying that like yeah it's not nitpicky about the driving because it breaks your immersion and you just. (laughs) But here's the thing. Um, if you look at the Witcher, the sex scenes look like he's actually penetrating, but you don't see Geralt's dick. Yeah, yeah, it's like softcore porn, pretty much. Even though they hired adult actors to actually do it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, on like for me, like I could take it or leave it. If it's in the game, cool. If it's not, eh. But here's the thing, though: there's only technically two sex um, scenes that the male V can do. One okay. with, uh, with the male uh, character named River, and then one with Pan Am. Got you. I mean, that makes sense. You, here's the thing, though. With Pan Am, though, this is... is not a spoiler because I'm not saying where it takes place. I'm just saying the way how it happens, you can barely see anything. Okay. And think of it like... that's. Think of it for an example. Have you seen Blade Runner 2099? Yeah. Okay, you know the scene where it's Ryan Gosling's character, Anna DeArmas, and if I remember, Mackenzie Davis. That sex scene? Yeah. It was like it was all like psychedelic and you could barely, who's touching who? Yeah. There's a scene like that with Pan Am, with you and just the both of you, but you still don't know what the fuck. You, you as the player are like, all right, who's on who? What? What? What's going on? It's trippy as hell. Got yeah, it. Very so. Very much so. But one with River, though, it's... Uh, it's tasteful. Because if you, if, you, if you go that route with V, making him a, um, a gay character. I, but I feel... And it, it That's was, interesting. And it you not both routes? But here's, not, not both routes. You have to pick... Like, like any other game, you only can pick yeah. one. You can't have multiple. You'll have to pick one. That sounds like they're limiting my choices there. Um, But do like the fact that um, they made V non-binary, so you can make V however you want V to be. Yeah, you can 
make V gender neutral. You can make V, you know, uh, any any combination of anything you'd like. And that's the only praise I'm going. You're going to get out of Cyberpunk out of the both of us so far because it plays like it's like Ghost in the Shell. Minus we don't work for the government and we don't have eight other people working with us. <laughs> but uh, if y'all know Section Nine and you know Ghost in the Shell, you're part of the GCR. I'm just saying. Damn. Um, <laughs> that is an open invitation. But either way, um, that's just those minute things. Um, aim assist is trash. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Everybody, you, everybody's. Are you relying on the aim assist? At first, I was because it was so fucking the cap. The I changed the camera of the gun to the camera, and would it still feel like the gun is still jerky? Like, mm, why does it look yeah. like? I wish we was on video so I could make the you can see the motion I'm making, but it's literally like the, the gun is trying to go past your fucking head when you're shooting. Like, that's doesn't that happen when you shoot guns? I mean, it it's, depends on the gun. Well, I mean, in a in a way too, like it would technically happen if you were not actively holding the gun down, which is I think what they were going for on that. You, like, you have to actively point down as if you're counteracting the gun's force. But here's the thing, though. When you get that um, that uh, that upgrade to his hand, that... Fo- yeah. And here's the thing, though. That is fucking stupid. If you're trying to make a character not being full cybernetic, you're fo- and then when you start the game, you're forced to get that cybernetic on his right... on on their right hand. On V's right hand. Which, was, which is supposed to steady the fucking gun. If you really look at that attribute, it steadies the gun and also helps with um, um, reducing, like if I remember correctly, reducing the bullets, and, um, but also mainly steadying the gun. So yeah. what is the fucking point of that, that enhancement? If well, they, that's a pretty common one, honestly. But then like in a lot of games, that's pretty common. Like, oh, like better aim, like better stability when aiming and stuff like that when you get like augmentations. Well, this did not do that. But, um... But they, but you feel they tell you, you get all this customization. You can do all this to your V. Now, probably when you get hundreds and thousands of dollars, you can take that attribute off, so you you can make your V look more human like. But the way how they give you money is trash. How do I don't want to make V look super human like. I want to if I'm playing a nomad. It makes sense for the nomad to have less. Cybernetic cybernetics on them. You know, you know how I made that make sense in my head. I I am just not gonna make V super like tech savvy mm-hmm. because theoretically, like just because you live in an in a, in a world like this doesn't mean that you know everything about tech. It's like you know how to use the shit that you use. Like I, I'm thinking about like you know people who know how to use their iPhones but don't know how to code. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's fine. So it's like that's how I'm making V. Where like he'll use tech. My V is gonna because he's a nomad. He's gonna use technology, and he's gonna have some enhancements. But it's not gonna be like like where he's you know out. Like I'm not making his his technology score super high or anything like that. Like I'm focusing more on like a rogue like V. I'm a much more like uh, stealthy kind of like he he's an operator kind of V. Okay. Um. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna review it, even if we play on um, pay and pass it. And also, this is another thing I started. I started noticing. 
You do not have to 100% complete the game. When I mean by complete the game, that means do everything, mm-hmm. then review it. I feel if you if you played the main story, maybe did two side quests, but then you still completed the game, the in terms of the main story, you technically completed the game as a reviewer. Yeah, I would say that's fair. So everyone that's bitching about these reviewers, especially Kaylee Page on GameSpot, shut the fuck up, y'all. Yeah, because do you realize how much fucking time it takes to do that? Like, she's still... As a reviewer? I think she technically clocked in at 30 hours, and that's still doing the main missions. Yeah, like, dude, that's crazy. And then on top of that, it's like, that's kind of the point, too, because as a reviewer, you're not trying to show every single freaking aspect of the game in every inch. You're trying to get, like, the beats of it, figure out if it's something that's, like that is worth the time of other people to put in and explore the rest of that. And there's completionists out there. There's literally a YouTube channel called The Completionist who 100% a game to give you everything to know about it. Yeah, like if you want that content, you can find that content. But I don't, uh, but I agree with you here. It's like, I don't think it's up to reviewers to scour every single inch of it before they're qualified to take a review out, especially in an open world game. It's like you completed the main story and like the experience you had was the experience you had with it because that's also all optional content. And the developers notice that know that too. That's why there's a main story. If you want optional content, you can play all of that. But if you don't, you don't have to. That's why there's side quests. That's the whole point. Now, we are defending reviewers, but CD Projekt Red has been doing some shady shit. Yes, they have. They are not off the hook here. Um, they only gave the PC codes of Cyberpunk to reviewers, so which means technically the reviewers are reviewing the PC ports, not yep. the consoles. Yep, and they never were allowed to record their own footage. So which means you're seeing game footage that we already seen before, if they already put up a review. So that's some shady shit. Then um, these transphobic um, ads and then characters is in the game. Um, then the transphobic um, remarks from people with the, who made, who's within the company of CD Projekt Red. And then the racist, <laughs> racism that's in the fucking game. You're going to see it. You're gonna, y'all going to see it if y'all playing it. Um, the Alicados. Um, um, I'm getting the goddamn team wrong. I'm in the gang wrong. Aldecados. The one that um, Jackie's with was formerly associated with. Oh, um, yeah. Crap. Uh, the Aldecados. I, I'm not as far in as you are, so maybe I haven't heard the name yet, but okay. I think I heard the name. Um, what else? Um, I basically oh. literally just started playing it for real like last night because I've I played it twice. The first time was literally just getting through all the tutorial stuff, and then I went to sleep. And then yesterday was really like the first time I actually started playing it, and that was for like an hour and a half. Um, the redlining exists even in the game, so which means there is um, a gang of <sighs> Jamaican gang members, uh, and on the shitty part of Night City. While I was I was wondering that when I noticed that there was like a heavy shitty part, I was like, "Who the fuck are they gonna have live there?" Let's see. Um, and on top of that, if you look at normal Night City, you see very little black people, very little Latin people, and the one Latin person, Jackie, who I think is played, if I remember correctly, by a white person, 
do it mm-hmm. broke in Spanish. Spanglish. You know, Actually, Spanglish. Even though I'm really, it's done very well, so for, uh-huh. they're probably fluent, but it's still, like, it doesn't sound authentic. What I mean by it makes, auth- Sorry, uh-huh. go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm just, like, piggybacking off of what you're saying. Like, it makes me really happy with, like, the level of character creator they had mm-hmm. because, like, knowing that I made my character try try to look as, like, as... Uh, as indigenous as possible. It still sounds white as fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't like the voice of Mel V. They could have, like... Not Mel V. I, you know what I think it is? I think it's... I think it's uh, Honestly, I think they're trying to bank off of The Witcher a little bit. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't put it past them. Like, for, there, was, there was moments in some of the dialogue where I was just like, okay, like, this... This dude like has a very specific way to deliver his lines, and it's not bad. It like I do enjoy the performance. It's just it feels a little carbon. Like say what you will about even if if you were a hardcore CD Projekt Red fan or like any other game like gaming studio gaming studios that give you a choice of voices for your creative character. So I'm gonna use Bioware as an example. Now we're gonna take. Mass Effect off the off the table because it's always um, Jennifer Hale and Mark Mir as the yeah they had, of that had great voice acting. It's very difficult to use that as a bad example. Um, Dragon Age Two is off the table because those are the main voices for Hawk. Inquisition is used is going to be primarily used for this just specific talk because on Inquisition mm-hmm. you get three different voices actually Origins as well but Origins is mainly your character, your warden makes off-the-cup remarks that you could barely hear in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then when you get into battle, he'll say something, and then when they scream, both male and um, female um, um, Grey Warden. But they each, for like Inquisition Origins, they have at least two to three distinct voices. But Origins have the distinct having dwarves and... Elves and Inquisition, you give me an elf, a dwarf, and a Kunari. But mm-hmm. each one has their own a distinct voice. For like, if you want to make him, want to make them smaller, they can have a more normal sounding voice. If you want to make them big and gruff, they have a gruffy voice. That would have made more sense. Like, yeah. But V with that sound like he, and the fact that they made note, V don't smoke. He doesn't. Wait. There's going to be a portion in the game. This is not a spoiler, but this is going to be a portion of the game where someone asks you for a smoke. V says, I don't smoke. He sounds mm. like he smokes. I mean, V could also be lying. <laughs> oh, no, no. He, when you get to that portion of the game, you can hear in his voice, I don't fucking smoke. Oh. <laughs> Trust me. You're going to be like, when you get to the part, because when you, it's going to be a big reveal, and you're not there yet, so I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, yeah, I'm trying to think of like the last thing I did story wise. Because like whatever I say isn't a spoiler, honestly. Because my thing is like so early on, it's like everybody is going to do that like really quick. Did you do the heist? Um, the heist, the heist, the heist. Uh, I just got the chick out of the bathtub. <laughs> you you were in the on the E3 portion of Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, like I just—I literally just got the chick out of the bathtub. Yeah, you know, ain't near where I'm at. 
And I'm <laughs> and I'm also nowhere near where other people are at in the game. That's what I mean. Like that's that's how I know me saying that is not that big a deal because it's literally like real fucking early. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this last week, um, a lot of news um, to move on, continue on. Um, besides giving us our, giving you guys our pseudo review, even though it's not a real review. Even though we do yeah, say it's that. first impressions, honestly. Yeah. Um, like I, I feel like I will really like this game, and as long as like, as long as they fix it on certain things. Yeah. Um, if you played Witcher three, and you pass the heist, you're going to get a feeling of Witcher 3. Okay. I'll say this. You would be like, really? We did all of this <laughs> damn near for 10 hours in a way. Mm-hmm. And this pops up. Fuck you. Oh, God. Fuck you. Alright? Witcher did it. <laughs> Cyberpunk does it. Okay. I would... It's not a spoiler. The fucking title card pops up. Like 10 hours in? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, of course. So Fuck, I remember that out of Witcher 3 and 2 so much. Yeah. So if y'all don't know what we're talking about, after you defeat the fucking Phoenix in Witcher 3, the Witcher 3 title card pops up. And it's like, wait, barely? Like you, like, it, it comes on so late that you're like, Wait, what? They're like to, they literally try to make this a movie. Look, we're playing a video game. This is not a, a movie. Can do get a, get away with doing ten minutes or five minutes and then give us the title of the fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, but this is like the equivalent of like watching a movie, getting all of your plot points. Like the story starts to move. You go through Act One, and then halfway through Act One, title card, and it's like, what the fuck? Like the train's already rolling. Like we were way past this. You guys like missed your chance to do this. It's like really weird. Or they even like Captain America. You go through the whole movie and you don't once see Captain America the Winter Soldier or Civil War. And then when the movie ends, boom! All the actors. Yeah. And then boom, there's your title card, Captain America. You're like, wait, shouldn't that be at the start of the movie? We 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 at the end. We at the credits. <laughs> Marvel gets away. Like, Marvel gets away. Like, I, I I used to think the longest time for that was. Do you remember you? I think you at least played that one uh, in Assassin's Creed Two. I played all the way up to Brotherhood. Yeah. So do you remember how long it took to get like the title card in Assassin's Creed Two? It's been a minute, but yeah. Yeah, I like, remember. Li- I think literally after, after I think literally after Ezio's brothers um, and family was hung. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it, no, no, it's not even after they get hung. It's like they get hung and he has to go back home first and like do a bunch of other stuff and then climb a tower to go find like one of the only family members that like still survived or whatever, I guess, and then give him a letter. Okay. And then that's where you get it when he's hanging off the side of the building and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, isn't this like already like at least a good half an hour, 45 minutes into the game? You know what? That was when we're let done, alone playing a CD Project Red game. When we're done, I'm gonna look at gameplay, um, the gameplay movie for Assassin's Creed Two. The game, oh, dude, yeah. Like, did you ever watch the live action movie for Assassin's Creed Two? Wait, wait, wait. They did a live action. They did a wait, half an hour live action. Oh, for a second, I thought you said about the uh, Michael Fassbender Assassin's Creed movie. 
No, no, no. But this was like this one came out, I think, after Brotherhood. And it was an official Ubisoft thing, but it was made like independently. No, I've not seen it. It was not it was not a bad it was not a bad um basically like action fight. Like it was interesting. It has what's his name? It has what's his name? It's 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 supposed to be about Ezio's dad when he was an assassin. So much of his, uh, see when people say that I'm like he, so much of his, he was an assassin he got fucking hung. Yeah, well that was that was later in life after he stopped being an assassin before his family, which is what you learn like in the in the movie and then like he kind of hangs it all up and he loses his skills over time and it's like all right that makes sense the fuck? holy shit joe manganello cut his hair off oh yeah i think he like shaved it after filming or something yeah it's called assassin by the way the, the one i'm talking about is called um assassin's creed lineage it came out in like 2009 okay um yeah full things on youtube actually yeah and um... it has What's his name as the dad? It had it actually had someone famous. I'm trying to remember his, uh, but who to it was. <laughs> Let's stay on target. Um, now this is a article not from GameSpot. This is going to be two different articles: one from Comic Book, one from GameSpot. GameSpot has um, what's been going on in terms of the digital sales of Cyberpunk. While we're going to talk about the patch updates for Cyberpunk. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So, this is for comicbook.com by Tyler Fisher. Um, it says Cyberpunk 2077 update 1.05 um, live patch notes is revealed. Um, right now, this is all what CD Projekt Red has shown um, what they were going to do. They're, um, it's that that. It says that soon, though, it what isn't divulged, um, they said the patch update is going to be a meaty um, download. So if you're on the Xbox, it's gonna be a little bit more faster than the PlayStation. Start deleting some saves, people. Or buy an external. Literally, like a sixty. Or if you're like me with an external and a shit ton of games, start deleting some saves on your external. <laughs> like seriously, a four terabyte external on fucking Amazon is sixty four dollars. Yeah, four terabyte anymore. Four terabyte people. That's not bad for sixty. For literally, sixty. It's not going to be the fastest thing, but it's definitely going to hold your games. Who cares about fast? You have the safety of something that's backing up your shit. I would say if you're playing games that are over one hundred and fifty gigabytes, like some are, you're going to care about how fast you can get them off of that uh, external. True. But because it will be the difference between waiting for five to seven minutes for a load and like a minute and a half or less. True, but I, I can say this: I have an external a Seagate um, two terabyte for the PS4 runs buttery smooth. Oh yeah, the like optimized ones, those like cheap ones. They're they're not the fastest things, but oh, they're optimized. On that motherfucker was not cheap. I. <laughs> The, at the time, it was not cheap. Now, oh, got you. Now it's cheap. Now it's a lot cheaper. That's true. <laughs> so I'm like, well, it's also because now, like, they came out and they were like among the fastest of the fast when they came out. Yeah. But now that SSD became a thing. And then, but then also top of that, it was like literally last year, PlayStation finally made it 
um, made it where um, there's a new patch update made it where you can now use an external drive on the PS4. Right. And like that whole, took forever. Everybody was like, it took you to 2019 to do that. It literally took them like it literally took them six years. Like okay, well Xbox, you can always do it. They treat their consoles yeah. like it's a PC. Xbox was just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved I loved Xbox reactions to like certain things where it's just like this is how you share. Here you go. Yeah, like <laughs> in this case, it's like this is how you get an external drive in an Xbox. Plug it in. Like on top of that, <laughs> I didn't pay for Cyberpunk. I got it for free. And you want to have game share? Oh, nice. So who bought it? My brother. <laughs> so the, the copy was purchased legally. It was CD Projekt Red. Don't come after us. It's just game share. <laughs> so if I delete it, it's on my external drive. I can just re-download it whenever I want. Mwahaha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really waiting. I'm just really playing these games till Outer Worlds come out with their final DLC because I need that content. Of course I, you do. I literally stopped in the middle of Outer Worlds on my, um, <clears throat> on a, on a play on a. Mm, I'm not incriminating myself. Oh, as we keep on going, the patches is on gonna, a, oh. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a very special save file. No, I'll just say that. No. Uh got you uh-huh. um i have a lot of money a lot of dough if you know if you know what i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. um but the patch update is going to be working on quests so it goes down the list we have here jackie would no longer disappear in the pickup or the heist uh, fixed issues preventing players from landing the helicopter in love like fire which i have not got that far so i didn't I know and I, and I watch gameplay videos someone playing corpo like seriously who the fuck would play as a corpo Apparently, most people are taking Corpo or something. Yeah, a lot of Corpo and Street Kid are the two other are the top two um, starters for Cyber. Like, how the fuck did how the fuck is Nomad not the top one? Honestly, I don't. Like, I really thought that was gonna be the one. I I don't know. I picked. I picked Nomad because as did I. I I I know um, Pan Am is a is a Nomad as well. You know so. The dialogue between these two characters is going to be quite wonderful. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, yeah, I chose, I chose Nomad just because I was like, if this, like, I don't know, I chose Nomad just because it seemed the most interesting to me, straight up. But here's the thing, though, everyone now, everyone now has a main. It's, it is now Pan Am. Um, yeah, of course. Like every year, there's that one game character that everybody just latches on. If yeah, it's, it's 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 the same thing as in anime. Everybody gets like you know waifu of the of the season, whatever. But in video games, it's just like who's the side piece of the season? I don't know. Like um, Half Life, it's always automatically Alex. Right. Um, I'm trying to go off the dome. If it's Dragon Age, it can go either way. Liliana, Morgan, Cassandra, surprisingly dead last. Really. Yes, nobody don't like a forceful woman. I do. Okay? Cassandra is literally the best. Now, if you want a wholesome... We've said this before, and I'm repeating it again. If you want a wholesome relationship, you pick Josephine. If you're playing (laughs) as a woman... That's your vanilla. 
if you want play if you're a woman inquisitor you want freaky deaky you got sarah and you that's got your the, that's your mango or you got the iron bull who will give you the iron bull all right <laughs> high five nice <laughs> seriously go watch romance videos with the iron bull it doesn't matter if it's male or female that is the funniest when you get to a portion it's still fucking funny it literally happens right after it doesn't matter if it's male or female inquisitor after coitus iron bull is literally sitting on the bed all right bare ass naked blocking the inquisitor so the inquisitor you don't see nude you don't see the the iron bull's bull the first person <laughs> who opens the door cassandra she, <laughs> first words maker god <laughs> like why are you not wearing any clothes josephine looks she's like oh my god and she just staring just staring <laughs> cullen comes in oh. And then <laughs> Iron Bull. God damn. Who else would want to walk in? You see the Iron Bull? The Iron Bull? <laughs> oh my god. It, it was like, let's give the Inquisitor a few more minutes. <laughs> like I can't I can't see you, but I can only imagine the faces you're making right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Y'all y'all missing a show on, on my side of things. <laughs> I'm literally acting this shit out. That's funny. Oh my god, but Dragon Age, I, I, I have to say, hands down, Dragon Age, Mass Effect. I know there's a few games people go like, this dude, this also has a good romance in it. I haven't played it. Final Fantasy VII, you had to work for those romances. And oh, you, yeah. And if you romance Aerith, or if you're trying to romance Aerith in this current iteration of Final Fantasy VII Remake, <laughs> us OGs knows what happens. Uh-huh. But um new listeners. Um let's just say don't um just when you get to the Golden Saucer, whenever the sequel comes out, I'm pretty sure part two of the remake because I think disc two was it disc two or disc three that had the golden saucer? Shit, it's been so long, man. Fuck. I legit don't remember. I didn't even own it, so I legit don't know. I wanna say disc two. Because that literally solidified who you would date or who is Cloud dating. But if you're in this current generation, why can't Era Fatifa be together? Why can't they be in a polyamorous relationship? Yeah, like why isn't that more prevalent, huh? I'm like... Uh... Stop limiting my options. <laughs> Keep your options out of my fucking games. All right, I'm now going conservative. All right, fuck it. We, I'm doing it. I'm being a conservative right now. Right, look, I get it. We should not conform to what the story was before. In any game, the the player character should be whatever the fuck they want to be. I get that. But if you're rebooting the story, I'm sorry. The romance option should be as that. But if it's there, ingrained, like I don't see what other people are seeing. I just see two women who formed a friendship bond. I don't see inlaid sexual tension between two people. 
I'm surprised you're not more into dating sims than you are. Uh, I try. Um, I tried. Like, like, like the anime style ones. I tried. Like graphic novels. I tried, but I was like, nah. That's like, I, I get it. I really do get it. I've tried and had that same thought. But at the same time, it's like, of all people, I thought that would have been like, like right up your alley. But I get why it's not. But here's the thing, though. I have done this in Dragon Age. I have... My character has laid with the Iron Bull. Right. Has a man-on-man... A a good relationship with um, Dorian, who may or may not be your blood relative. From a distant, distant, distant bloodline. You don't know! Great, great way to segue that, man. I'm just saying, (laughs) when you are a male... Here's the thing, though. When you are a male Inquisitor... And you start a romance with Dorian. Dorian mentions that. So, it is literally, I don't care what you say. I don't care if they're distant. In a way, it's fucking incest. Yup. <laughs> like, I don't care if we're 100 years removed. You are... You, it ain't removed you, enough. <laughs> you are connected to me by blood. So... Bye bye. <laughs> we are not gonna be Jamie Lannister in this situation. All right, no. Yep. Yeah, like there's no Cersei, there's no Jamie. <laughs> we no. are good. Um, I have laid with Zevran. I have laid with Isabella and Zevran. Um, Cullen. No, after mm, I deleted a playthrough where I was gonna romance Cullen. Uh huh. What made you delete it? The voice actor for Cullen. <laughs> He is homophobic, racist, Trump supporter. He causes so much fucking trouble. Ew, never mind. He's really a shitty person. And the fact that I want to replay these dragons is now hard to separate the person from the character. Yeah, that always sucks, man. Like, that's happened, unfortunately, so much recently. It's just like your favorite shit gets ruined because you realize it's like, man, like, sometimes people were doing some monster shit behind it. And speaking of some monstrous shit, let's go back to these um, packs, packs, patch issues. Oh, there you go. Um, sorry for that tangent, folks. <laughs> that 10-minute <that> tangent. <laughs> but still. It, We're it, having a time. We are. We're having a time. It's fun. Um, they also fixed the issue with them, Takamura not, being, um, not calling and play it safe. Um, it's no longer possible to trigger the same dialogue twice in Big in Japan, which we're both nowhere near. Um, they fixed the issue with Delamain appearing out, upside down at the end of Don't Lose Your Mind. Once again, we're nowhere near that. <laughs> um, Saul now correctly reaches the Van Inn Riders of the, on the Storm, which we're nowhere near. Fast traveling before the encounter with the Tiger Claws no longer breaks progression in I Fought the Law. Which, once again, we're nowhere near. Cool. <laughs> Fix the issue um, blocking process in Ghost Town if autosave made upon Rifen um, Shiv's arrival was loaded. That one... I know that I know that um, that level. And mm-hmm. there's a sex scene that happens during that level. But okay. I, but I'm not saying with who. Or whom. Okay. Um, 
they fixed an issue. They're going to fix an issue with receiving calls or messages if Happy Together failed as a result of combat. Oh fuck! I'm I'm nowhere near it, but the fact that I can't do combat is going to piss me off. Not knowing that. Yeah, that would have that would have sucked. Elizabeth Perlez stopped being excessively ins- insistent with her calls after her job is refused. Um, the scene with Misty and Jackie now starts properly after leaving Vic's um, clinic. Wako, Wako, um, Wako, Wako, ah, damn it. Wako. There we go. I heard them pronounce Dialogues no longer get blocked after from finishing Search and Destroy, which we're nowhere near. Um, walking away from Stefan in Sweet Dreams shouldn't prevent another character from calling you anymore. Brick's detonator should now be properly interactable for players to disarm or set off your call. Elevator doors should now correctly open in the heist. Trust me, that pissed me. I think you should wait till this fucking update happens because... This motherfucking elevator was taking so long to open. Me and my brother, my brother was like, "Oh, I know an easy way to stealth this. You, you're not, you, you take it too slow." So he was like, "Let me get the controller." I let him take all of it. We get to the elevator. We literally pass this person on the other side of the room. This person is slowly creeping the fuck up, and the elevator door has not opened. Uh-huh. We both was yelling at the TV, "Open, open!" Like that fucking uh, Mervin's commercial. Open, 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 open. <laughs> Dude, freaking throwing it back with the Mervins. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This elevator's taking too long to fucking open. Well, if, if anybody's listening that doesn't know what Mervins is, first of all, you're too young to be listening to us. No, <laughs> no that, is, that is very fucking accurate. I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> look, they shouldn't be listening to us in the first place. We're talking about swinging dicks and shit, so they should not. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, like, man, those Mervin's commercials, like, yeah, open, open, like, just. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, callbacks. I, haven't thought of, I haven't thought about that in years, man. <laughs> um, they fixed the issue of Militech. Oh, um, Jackie now correctly leaves the factory after combat is finished in the pickup. Um,. Where's it at? Where was I left off at? Um, fix the issue with Militech reinforcements not spawning if driving through the gate too fast and forward to death. Skipping um, time while in the club in, while in the club in violence no longer result in issues with progression. I can't believe that is a thing. Um, fixed issues with um, with starting gig getting warmer. Fix the issue with not receiving any new calls or messages after pyramid song has been abandoned midway this is a long ass fucking list fix the issue oh yeah no patch notes like this like it's it's huge man yep um fix the issue with delamay not appearing or doing nothing outside the afterlife in the heist fix an issue <laughs> jesus christ fix the issue with getting stuck on talk to victor and the reaper doc Fix the issue where near where an issue where whereby it has impossible to talk to the bouncer in front of Lizzie's in the information. Add a description for don't lose your mind in the journal. Fix the issue preventing players from saving, using fast travel, or talking to other NPCs after reloading a save with an active call with Frank and Warpigs. 
fixed an issue with Pan Am not calling about any other matter until I fly away is completed. Fixed the issue with Dum Dum following V after the pickup is finished. That is just going back. Quest. <laughs> Here is wow. gameplay. Improve. Oh my God. Improve reaction times for NPCs taking cover. Corrected the number of shots needed to kill civilians from a distance while in combat. That's gameplay. So that's just two. Vehicles. Well, visuals. Fix the issue with Delmain's image displayed on the top of the current caller um, during phone calls. V's mouth doesn't stay open after entering the space lock is where uh, in Where Is My Mind. Fix some over um, UI overlap issues. V appears more modest in the inventory preview after halfway of the month of the half year montage. NPCs are faster to appear in the quest area during Stadium Love. Added some warmth to HDR. <laughs> yeah, gotta throw a little warmth in there. Fix T posting. Um, fix T posing NPC in suspended organized crime activity. Just say no and gig hot merchandise. Fix the issue where nearby, whereby after a brain dance, it is possible to be stuck in third person view with no head. Silencer icons no longer display with no image in the inventory. Hmm. UI. <laughs> Fix the issue with weapon crosshairs persisting on screen. The inventory menu no longer closes immediately after opening it for the first time after leaving a car. Fix the issue where um, whereupon um, accessing a fast travel terminal, the button shown on the top of the right corner, prompting to open the quest journal would not work. Performance and stability. Multiple stability improvements, including crash fixes, so which which you've been dealing with, and those on the PlayStation. Um, okay. Miscellaneous um, patches, off-screen explosions making noise. Huh. And I haven't even got to the fucking PC version. PC is long as fuck. I don't think... Are you going to actually read through the entire PC run? No. Console... They're going to fix um, the chromatic aberration and film grain. They're going to fix the settings no longer. And they're not going to, they're going to fix the settings. So it should no longer reset to default after several game session restarts. Fixed visual issues recurred during the transition between um, the heist and love like fire, correcting several vehicles for the Xbox Entering combat while synaptic accelerator is active no longer ends in the player health bar not being displayed. On the Xbox only, game no longer becomes unresponsive when signing out from a profile when the controller disconnection message is visible. Telemetry consistent um, requests will appear more due to an earlier issue with settings reset. And finally, fixed an issue whereby it was possible to fall down from elevator shaft in Mega Building H8. In automatic love. Fucking Damn. hell. And we didn't even get through well, the PC portions of it. It's it's a long ass list and it's it's very tempting to look at it and be like, look at all the fucking bugs are in this. But at the same time, like, look at this list and look at all the shit they fixed real quick. Like but... that's that's not nothing that's not nothing, dude. Like like yeah, that shit should ha should have been working, but at the very least, like it's getting fixed. 
and and throughout all that we've been saying of cyberpunk no matter what i've been having fun with it regardless yeah, true but it's just like damn just like fuck I, like most of them i'm not dealing with on, on being on the xbox i haven't really like noticed a lot besides not wearing any pants yeah <laughs> um that's a pretty big one um there's there's some i've seen they do request their car to come this fucking car from nowhere out of the sky like a fu- like the car was launched by a fucking catapult to the clear yeah and then it exploded on impact what the fuck i'm like jesus christ i'm calling the car <laughs> Um, one where the dude opened the car door and the car did a 360 um, flip. Oh, I think I saw that one. That sh- and like crushed a civilian. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and gave him a police star. I'm like, <laughs> he wasn't even fucking driving. The fucking car flipped him and the goddamn uh, passenger. Like if they, like if that were the real world and they had to pull up the footage like at the stoplight, be like, how the hell do you think I did that? Like, fuck. Um, now, people complaining about, like, the police chase and everything. Like, look, they shouldn't be having fucking police chases anyway in this goddamn game. They might, hmm. like, uh, that's going too much trying to be, like, Grand To me, too much like Grand Theft Auto. Uh-huh. Like, I really, like, I can give fuck all about the police in this game. Like, and, but, the, yeah. like, if you... Maybe you'll care more when you're a corpo or a street kid. Probably. But... Because we still haven't played the game through the other pathways, which, you know, could potentially, like, change a good shit ton of stuff. But I'd rather let people play that and not just watch it on uh, YouTube. I am going to want to play all three of them. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Blow my nose. No, I didn't have no dairy. It's just fucking Alex. <laughs> it's just uh, windy as fuck today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really windy today. Like, Jesus, fuck. I was on a roof for most of the day, and I could, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, ugh. Ugh. Now, this is, now, the next part we're going to get to this before we get to, um, a last bit of topic of, like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on in the world? Like, seriously. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation pulled a pimp slap move, essentially. Um, as of now, Cyberpunk is no longer able to um, per- be purchased on the PSN store um, digitally um, through the consoles. Um, they took it off the store, and they're offering refunds. What CD Projekt Era is also offering um, full refunds as well, out of pocket. Um, Xbox is also offering refunds as well, but they're not taking it off their digital store. Um, right. Now... Everyone is now um, like, oh, they're in trouble. In a way, they are, but I feel if they just stick to doing what they're doing, which we just read that long laundry list of patch updates, because they said there's going to be a patch update in January and February, and they're going to be showing their DLC in March. So we know what they're doing all throughout the first three months of 2021. Yeah. If they just keep their heads down, stay off of fucking PR, and just just keep their heads down, work on this, work on what's going on, wherever the fuck is going on internally. Mm-hmm. I say by this time next year, um, Cyberpunk would be the game that everybody was expecting it to be. 
Yeah. It, it, I, like, it's giving me... I don't... What... What was the conversation I was having with somebody the other day? I can't remember. Where it's like, regardless of what's going on, I feel like those updates are going to improve the game, like, a lot. Because the potential is there. The game is good. It's just... we. It's not even the worst bugs that I've seen in a game. That's the thing, too. Like, like, yeah, like, some of them suck, some of them are game-breaking, but, like, I've had game-breaking bugs in other games before and haven't seen, like, this level of a reaction before. I think it has everything to do with how big they PR'd this and how, like, how much they're still being vocal, where it's just, like, do, like, you know, at, like you said, at this point, shut up, keep your head down, fix the game, and people will be there to play it. But stop talking about it and just fix it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say on that, honestly. Because we have, we have nothing else to say. We said a lot about Cyberpunk in the last hour. Well, actually, yeah. 40 minutes. Because we already hit the one hour mark now. Oh, yeah. We're at one, 104. No, 105. Well, you know, it's the last one of the year. But we can, we can keep it as a, you know, a good one. We we got a good topic here. Yeah, but I know, but I do definitely know this is going to be more of a developing story as we go along. So uh-huh. we're definitely going to be talking about this again. And, and we'll keep you updated. And if you're going to be listening to Nerds Against the World, which will be back next year, we're definitely going. This is definitely going to be talked about as well. Um, but not the. We're not going to go more in depth on the gameplay side of things. We're going to be more talking about well gameplay as well, but story. So episode five of Nerds Against the World when it comes out sometime in January, um, 2021. Um, the fifth episode is going to really about it, what storytelling do we look at a game? Is it storytelling or gameplay that would make you want to purchase the game? Right, right. And I mean, I, it, to me, it's a game by game basis, but overall, it's I don't know. It, it depends on the kind of game for me. Like that's the thing. Like if it's a if it's like things like Uncharted, then yeah, gameplay uh, a story is the thing that I care more about in something like a. single player um in like a single player open world rpg like cyberpunk i would say that that game story takes it for me a little bit more because it's it for me it's a little bit more about how engaged can you make me in this world that you created because supposedly there is a backstory here yeah but it's something a little bit not necessarily simpler, but something that's not necessarily as like macro scale as a large open world RPG. Like let's say like a shooter game, for example, like Doom Doom Eternal, right? Mm-hmm. Doom Eternal. I don't care that much about the game, the 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 storyline. It's great. It's cool to have it there, but I care more about the gameplay in that sense. Yeah. But um, because we we have been talking about Bioware ad nauseum, um. But like Bioware, and you already mentioned Uncharted, those games, um, like Cyberpunk has a story. It really does. And I, watching the gameplay videos without trying to spoil anything for Christian, it has a story to it. It depends mm-hmm. on the person that's playing it because there is a mission that this person I was watching the gameplay video did not mm-hmm. do a specific thing. So they didn't trigger something that was supposed to happen in the game. So we still, you still get that choice-based system in, in Cyberpunk. Yeah, but um, the story for Cyberpunk it's it's okay. It's it, like I'm looking at it, it's okay, but um, 
my own biases, like Final Fantasy VII, I regard uh-huh. as one of the best story um, story based Final Fantasy games. Some will say it's Chrono Trigger. Um, I could see that. Some will say Legends of the Dragoon, which they felt was wildly underrated in terms of story and story and game innovative gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, like Uncharted, I I will go for, yes for story. It's just the gameplay for all the Uncharted games. If it was more, I like where games are now doing where they make it narrative mode. So where. Yes, the enemies are going to be ridiculously easy to get through. Um, it just depending on how your game, how you play the game, with the current term is how much you die. But yeah, it's still and I know you, you, it's still that balance of you getting the joy of the story, but you're still getting all the effects of playing the game, though. Yeah, like I feel like narrative mode is a very more I don't know newer thing because I haven't seen it that much, but I've only ever really seen it on the game titles that are very focused on delivering a very c- cinematic experience. Yeah, like um, Andromeda has done it. In- um, Dragon Age has done If you want for... Like or- a narrative mode? For Origins and Dragon Age 2, those are on easy mode. But fair warning, <laughs> just because you're playing it on easy doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be fucking easy. Yeah, like Last of Us had a narrative mode. Like, um, I think I think Fallen Order had a narrative mode. Um, like there's there's it's it's so many so many recent games is what I've what I'm been noticing. Yep, not a lot, but it's always the ones that like have that focus of like this isn't just a game. This is a story, and we're gonna tell it in like a more not necessarily traditional um, cinematic experience style. But you definitely get the feeling of watching a movie from them. But you're controlling the movie. But you're controlling the movie. And that's when I see that happen a lot more. And that's, I think that's going to be more, um, this is a pre, once again, this is a preview for you all for Nerds Against the World. Well, yeah, a preview for Nerds Against the World, okay? Okay, I'm just letting you know. Um, because Christian's not going to be on that episode, so he might as well let him talk about it now. <laughs> I know, I know. That was just bad scheduling. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, um, I, I can see narrative mode being a, a more prevalent as we go along with future, yeah, and with future video games. Say what you want about it. For me, I mean, I don't use it, but I like the inclusion of it because to me that just says that they're making it more inclusive and more accessible for people who are not gamers. Yeah. Like people who, because people have taken notice of video games in a way that hasn't been the same because like things like last of us not part two necessarily but things of like when last of us came out i remember playing that game and something happened that's never happened to me before my dad sat down next to me on the couch and was watching me play the game and was watching it as if it was a movie there you go like that's like that's something he did only with that and with uncharted and there's like it brings people that are not interested in video games traditionally to like pay attention to it in a in a much more in a different perspective like the fact that video games offer that kind of experience is something kind of like new to people now yeah like a lot a lot of couples are doing i know i've noticed a lot more couples are, are doing that um i remember there was a video of a couple the husband was playing 
once again, we're going back to Dragon Age. I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm trying to specifically mention anything other than Dragon Age. But the thing is, though, because here's the thing, though. Inquisition has been accessible to everyone. Right. That is when everybody's like, it's not the most... Besides Witcher 3 and Inquisition, a lot more people are picking up Witcher... I mean, Inquisition than they are Witcher 3. Hardcore RPG fans are picking... I would also throw Skyrim into that mix. True. But you don't... You you, you mainly hear people like Grandma Shirley playing Skyrim. Uh... uh sure. Well, in my circle. <laughs> in your circle, yes. In, in the mainstream circle, mainstream. I would say Skyrim is much more popular. Yeah. But in the circle I've been circling in and have been still continuing to be in, but very quiet. Yeah. Skyrim is like, all right, we had a fuck enough. <laughs> this is what, yeah, this is what's go- currently this, our circle. Uh-huh. this is what's currently shown what is being shown now. Hence why I was saying that's why I picked Inquisition and Witcher because Witcher is I know people hate the term like whatever it's for the hardcore RPG fans who want that immersion of being a fucking demon hunter. No, a hundred percent. Witcher is not what I would consider an accessible game. When you get to <laughs> Inquisition, it is an accessible game. It, you can sit like you can have one person play it, and then the other, the second person is enjoying it like they are The Last of Us. Same, like if I if I met some. If I met somebody tomorrow that has basic video game knowledge mm. and I and they wanted a, a fantasy epic, I would point them to Inquisition over Witcher, knowing that they're going to probably be able to play Inquisition a lot easier. Not necessarily easier, but they'll be able to pick up the RPG system a lot easier. Yeah. Because it is... Because, it, it, I, I, because Witcher is so fucking dense. I would I would make the case for Final Fantasy VII remake, but even the control I would say if you're if you're a fan of story and horror, Resident Evil remake one, two, and three. Yes, two was remade for the PS3, so it technically counts. Mm. <laughs> so it technically counts. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure, I'm pretty sure there's backwards capable. Well, it should be on the PSN store for Resident Evil One, but. <laughs> Resident Evil, Resident Evil Two, and Three, um, Nemesis on the PS4 are definitely accessible to pick up, and they do have a, a mode where you can be able to get enjoy the story and still run and scream away from Nemesis. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I see people scream. I'm like, why? Are you sc- this is a. Fu- I don't get people in horror games. I don't. They're they're y'all are scared too easily. What well, mean, I mean, that's the point, though. What, like, that's the same thing with, like, why do people go to haunted houses? But here's the thing, though. I don't jump or get scared. What really throws me off, though, like, what gets me... We had this conversation, though. You don't play the games. I do. No, I do play the games. Like, my brothers can tell you, oh, he played this, this, and this. But he doesn't. And they can all tell you from their own... Um, I don't freak the fuck out when I'm, like, if there's a jump scare. I don't. I'm just sitting there like, okay. What gives, what gives me a jump scare, if I'm having headphones on and I can't hear you, I turn around, but you better hope I have nothing in my hand or I'm not trying to rush you because I, that tends to be the fight or flight mode kicking in. Like, Got you, like yeah. Nobody, I mean, that's just presence, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but in terms of video game and gaming, like, no. Nah, I'm like, okay. Yeah. 
You know what makes me jump, I realize? Like, it's not like the sudden appearance of something on screen. Mm -hmm. It's sudden change in sound or volume. Yeah. That shit makes me jump. Now, there was like, you freaked out with the regeneration monster of Dead Space. No, I was angry and yelling at the game. Why would all of a sudden Isaac is moving willy-nilly being nimble, but you get to a certain specific portion in the fucking game. He's moving slow. There's a lot of shit in his way. And you may, and it's and literally, it's like my door, I'm where I'm sitting at, record, where we're recording, to the door. It's like, it taking me 15 minutes just to get out the fucking door and the monster is literally in the other room. It's called building tension. That shit is <laughs> annoying. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> like, no. Stop creating it. Let me kill the thing. Like, and I'm getting tired of these fucking games creating characters. Creating fucking these fucking characters that can't be killed. What's the fucking point? Like, like you get. It's the illusion of that. You know, you give me all this arsenal and you can't. You you only incapacitate. Look, the only person we should be worried about that is the Jeepers Creepers man. <laughs> Not a Jeepers Creepers man in space. But then, even then, I have a way to kill Jeepers Creepers. And I said it on the Hall and I said it we we said it on the Halloween episode. You Freddy in space. You know, you when he's in his twenty seven year rest. Jason in space, yeah. Jay oh they took off HBO Max taking off Jason X. Jason X. <laughs> that is my favorite. It's like, oh my God. I don't care is what that you're the one that got sucked through an airlock? Or like a hole? That is my favorite horror movie of all time. I don't care what anybody says. Dude, I would consider that a fucking comedy. <laughs> it is a fucking comedy. And that's what so I'm not a horror. It, it still is. It's still Jason. Okay, what is okay, Even if it's not a horror film or genre, what is your favorite movie that scares you? Nothing. So then you don't have a favorite scary movie. No, I that's don't. Just there, literally, there has been no movie that fucking scared me. Because if it don't scare you, it's not your favorite scary movie. Then it's a comedy. It's, like, no, the fuck? The horror, the horror is a horror movie still. I'm not calling it a scary. It's still a horror movie. Okay. You can, it's a horror movie. You can have, I'll give you a, that. There will be a lot of horror aficionados who will fight you on that. You can have a favorite horror movie if you're not scared of it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You can have a favorite horror movie. I'm just saying, like, you don't have a favorite scary movie. That's why I said scary. Yeah, I'm not like no, I'm not inherently fucking scary anymore. But horror, so like, yeah, we, okay, if, yeah, if, you're right on there. Like, it, horror, you can have a favorite horror and not be scared of it. That's now, true. If you're getting fifteen year old me, Dell, oh, fifteen year old me will tell you, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But Nightmare, you know what scared me more than Nightmare on Elm Street? Weirdly. Mm. Weirdly, Independence Day scared me more. What? Right? Because I remember watching Nightmare on Elm Street and being like, whoa, this is weird. Like, that's that's crazy. And then I remember, like, watching Independence Day and being like, this is a cool movie, whatever. But at night, when I was going to sleep and I was, like, looking out, like, the weird shadows at my window and getting scared as fuck, it wasn't me thinking about Freddy. It was me thinking about those weird ass like aliens that like from Independence Day showing up on my window. 
even though the movie didn't scare me, that actually scared me as a kid more than like any of the other horror movies I watched. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure, right? Even like my fucking scaredyness is weird. I'm more scared of real life than I am of a fucking movie. Yeah, like when I have when I have like when I have dreams that like legit scare me, it's like somebody I know dying or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like I'm being chased by some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because someone did ask me, and I was like, I'm more scared of getting shot by my own people walking down the street than I am of a fucking movie. Yeah, for real. Like, Grant, for real. like Grant I'm more scared of walking down my street, like, at one in the morning than I have been of a movie. Like, like I'm more scared of the cops than I am of a fucking video, of a movie or a video game. Yeah, actually, no, no lie. You're, you're, you're actually dead on with that one. I'm more scared of a cop than I am of a freaking movie. So, like, when I like when I'm making a comment of people doing stupid shit in horror movies, I'm like, come on, nobody's not that fucking stupid. Yeah, like especially the trip out of nowhere thing. I know, or the common. Si- I will always repeat this: that Halloween remake, not Halloween, that Friday the Thirteenth remake with Jared Padalecki and Danielle Padabecker. Seriously, um, I think it was um, what's that fucking singer name? Not Mario. Um, Tra- I think Trey Songs was in it. it. I think it's Trey Songs. Seriously, he was beating up Jason. That's awesome. And he runs. He's like and, and, I, and he runs past the axe. Jason picks up the axe. And la- and launches it in his fucking back. Yup. I'm like, oh, God damn it, fuck this movie. Um, Halloween, H- the the one that Busta Rhymes in it. Motherfucker killed him with karate. <laughs> Literally, Busta Rhymes and the other actors got their ankles cut, and he was still able to fuck up Michael Myers. I mean, I, that's not realistic, though. You get your ankles cut, like, you're pretty fucked. Um, like, if you get your tendons severed in the back of your, like, foot there, where they always show it on screen, yeah. you're not walking. I've always had that issue when I see that kind of cut. Yeah. Like, it, like as soon as you get cut there that deep, the way they always exaggerate it, you can't stand, man. There's no fucking way. Right, um, Literally, your muscle isn't there to do it. Final Destination, the first one... When I realized it was super, it was like, first it was like, they build it as real life. I'm like, no, this, this shit is supernatural. They're like, oh, this is supernatural. Literally, there's a fucking scene of a cloud that looks like fucking death chasing one of the fucking people. It's yeah. a supernatural movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyone It's who- not like, oh, everyday things can kill you. It's like, no, like, weird shit happens. Like, like... <laughs> Weird shit's happening because of supernatural forces. Like, that's not the way an object, like, really reacts. Yeah, like, the dude got killed in the bathroom in the first Final Destination movie. Like, the dude that got killed in the bathroom, may I remind everyone of the log scene on the freeway? Oh. Like, do you realize logs don't bounce like that? They would hit, jump, probably for, like, a couple of inches and then roll. Now, or stay there. you going high speed into a log, 
Yes, that will cave your fucking chest. Yeah, that will cave you in. But like the way they all fell off and magically bounced four times down the road wouldn't have happened. Um, who was in that one again? Um, was that the third one? God, Mar- I don't even Mary, remember. Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Yes. Um, it hurt. Yeah, I think she was in. <laughs> I don't know. I weirdly paid more attention to Saw than I did Final Destination. Don't get me started on Saw. <laughs> like, seriously, fuck that movie. Well, actually, no. Not yeah, the, like, no, the first one was good. The first one was good. The second one, I was like, eh. And then from there on, I was like, yeah, no, this is all. That one, I, w- I, w- I would never spoil. I want people to experience that ending like I have. That was a good, and that, I called that more of a thriller than a horror movie. Yeah, the first one was definitely more thriller. Like, it had its very <laughs> scenes, but it was definitely more in the thriller category, just because it's like the, the motif of it was different. And then um, the one that had Chester in it. R.I.P. Chester Benjamin. I think that was the fourth one, I think? The fourth or fifth one. Like, fuck. It was, like, it was down there. I was like, of all things you want to do, Chester, you want to play a racist. In Saw. Like, come on, man. Who was, which was the bandmate that, like, died under the car? It was him. No, Chester was in the car. So the, the whole trap was, like, uh, was, I like, Chester was, was in the car, think, and he had to get out and, like, break his back. It was his his girlfriend? girlfriend? I thought it was another bandmate that was under the car. I think it was his girlfriend. Uh. Because I remember watching, because it was like, my brother said, keep on watching because there's the mystery aspects and how they was all interconnected and how, like, who, like, when you see cops, like, it's usually the cops in those movies that carries over each film. I'm going to watch the new Chris Rock one when it comes out. I'm interested enough. I know. That one was very interesting. Because, like, I didn't hate Jigsaw. The new one that came out, I didn't hate it. It wasn't that bad. I haven't seen it, but I, the one I want to see with Chris Rock that looks very interesting. Like it's going into more of the mystery aspect of just straight up uh, the mystery thriller aspect of it, just than the straight up horror. I'm wondering how much it's gonna be like maybe three or four because they had a lot of like detective mystery stuff in like the mid ones, mm-hmm. and in the later ones, if I remember correctly, from like five and six. Mm-hmm. Like, they definitely had a lot of police activity. Like, oh, like, this this specific detective is, like, looking into it and this kind of stuff. Like, I get where they have room for that in the storyline stuff. I'm just wondering how they're going to differ it from, like, the crap that came out of, like, the mid ones. This will be very interesting. And I think we have to wait till October 2021 to see it. I'd, I'd be excited to see that. I think I would. Depending on you know how like the news that comes out about it later. Yeah. Um, Overlord is on Hulu. I'm gonna check that out after we're done. The anime? No, not over. The one, the World War Two. Oh, right. Sorry, that's that's me thinking about the anime. Like, yeah, Overlord's been like, like people like it it first turns out it starts out as a World War Two movie, then all of a sudden turns into a horror movie. Into a yeah, into a zombie movie. Yeah. Let's. Fucking go! I know. I did want to watch that one too, actually. Like I told my brother, I was like, "Spoil it." Does the black guy lives? And he told me, I was like, "I'll watch it." (laughs) (laughs) Think about every time there's a fucking horror movie, the nigga. That's your one. All right, fuck it. The nigga always dies, or the person of color always dies in these fucking horror movies. It's annoying. Yeah. Like fuck. 
at least where you get black horror films, everybody gets it. Not just one per every fucking body yeah. gets it. I like that. No, these fucking horror movies that are predominantly fucking white and are made by white people or James Wan by the exception. The fucking person of color dies first. Or the person of color dies in a stupidic way that you know full well. No, they're gonna be gone. As soon as some shit pops off, they're gonna be gone. Which is true. Like I like horror settings where it's stuck in a specific place that means everybody's fucked. Which means you know everybody's gonna die at the end of it. Like there's no way out. Yeah. Like Wreck, we was talking about that during Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. makes sense. Everybody's of the same race. Everybody gonna die at the end. So everybody did. Like, everybody did. Like you, like you just avoiding the inevitable. Yep. <laughs> like fuck it, let's uh, go. And uh, I think you know what? Should we talk about that last this last bit of portion before we get out of here? It's uh it's worth mentioning. Uh, normally China got some fire. Like China is like the only place in the world where you can buy. Two trays full of fries. Bro. Um, their KFC is more fire than our KFC. Okay? They got better chickens over there. <laughs> they know how to cook chicken better. Um, like, their chicken strips look like the seven herbs and spices chicken strips. Mm. Mm. But um, we're not talking about KFC. This is um, weird. We're talking about another weird thing to come out in China right now. So this is from a tweet. Um, from Damon Ahmad, um, McDonald's China is introducing a new Oreo spam burger on the twenty first of this month of December. Um, there is only going to be four hundred thousand produced and sold. Now we get to see the picture, so you don't get to see it. Um, but I'm going to describe it to you. It's okay; you don't have to. I'm gonna have to unfortunately describe it to you. <laughs> there is ma- there is mayo on the damn burger. Oreo bits, then a spam patty. More Two Oreo, spam. another Oreo bits, then another spam. Oh god. Oh my god! And it's gonna be available throughout China. Like, I can understand the sweet and savory thing. I do. I love like I love the pork buns, the those sweet ass pork buns. Pork buns like I get are it. Fire. They're fire. Pork buns are fire. But like if they're going for like a sweet and like a like a savory kind of pork thing here, like spam ate it, man. I don't know if Oreo's gonna do it. I don't know if Oreo's gonna do it. Like spam is I get it. I like spam. I know people some people don't. I really like spam. But I don't know. Like that just that just it's like that that um, that Jack in the Box crispy chicken sandwich we was talking about the other day. Like we, right. we was talking about getting it after we were done with this. I I heard this. I'm hearing different things about the secret sauce, but I really need to know like how is that sauce though before I. Make oh, it you're gonna make small. <laughs> like I got I gotta know I gotta know, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're not in China. We we'd love to be. But if I was, I ain't eating that sandwich. I'll buy a bucket. If I was in China, I'd try it. I'll buy a bucket of oh, I think their their McDonald's, I think they sell I know different regions sell different things like 
um, Taco Bell in Mexico sells a specific um, dessert dish that we don't have, and I want to fucking try. Um, <laughs> like there is a, a when we come back in 2021, I will have the list of like different like different things of different restaurants have that we don't have. Mm-hmm. I would I would oh, literally really? I would literally do the homework and compile that list. I I am curious to hear this list. Because I can say right off, the, right off the top of the dome, in the UK, they have your build-your-own $20 bucket at their KFC. Wait, what? You have options <laughs> to build your $20 bucket. That's cool. All you need is 20 bucks. Well. Euros. Sure, you win euro, but here is. So, like, $24. <laughs> yeah. Still, that Some is. Like that. That, that is fucking choice and then and their dessert their desserts and their sides are literally yes they got the the kfc mash um coleslaw but they also got other shit that we don't got (laughs) so it's like i need to go to the uk visit my friend laura in jersey and get some kfc and then we can we can go um stop henry cable (laughs) <laughs> nice like, Henry Cable PC upgrades this is what we're going to end it on dude got injured on the set of The Witcher the whole I world is, the, yeah. the whole world is worried about him three days later after the release of Cyberpunk 2077 he posts I'm on holiday break redoing my PC you suspect Henry Cable I think he faked his injury so, so he could play Cyberpunk when it came out? Yes. <laughs> sus. Yes, sus, Cable. Yes, sus. Meet me meet me in uh meet me in O2. Yes, like, sus. Like, bruh. Like, come on. Like literally three days, like at least three to four days after the injury report, you post a photo. On Instagram. Like, I'm okay. I'm rebuilding my PC. <laughs> fucking Cyberpunk blew it up. <laughs> you ain't slick. You ain't slick. We know you were, ga- you were a gamer like the rest of us. You took, off, good? Wor- you t- good. You took off work. I know plenty of people that I've had to, like, call out of work when a game drops. But when is an actor? Come on. Like, bruh. <laughs> I mean, we're we for the record, we are speculating here wildly. True, but but if it's true, it's possibly one of the most gamer things Cavill's ever done, like in public. Which is still cool, though. Which, like, just yeah, it's it's still fucking cool. <laughs> oh man! And with that, that is our 2020 episode of the Giant Contraband Robot. Um, the final, the final, thank you. Uh, the final of the year. We'll be back. First thing, January 4th. Um, I actually changed my mind because I said on the um, last episode that we'll be back on January 6th. Now we'll be back January 4th. Be consistent. We'll may change the logo, but we're going to be consistent. Nerds Against the World will be back January 6th on our podcast feed on Spotify. Um, a lot of good content coming next year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. No matter what, I am hopeful for things to come. I, I, I sing here, we just once again, we're going to thank you all again 
we're gonna keep on thanking you for the growth um 30 followers which i was not expecting so take that um i know we're gonna grow more um and even if you was just listening to us um for consistency throughout this pandemic we still thank you because i'm mean, like you yeah. there are plenty of episodes this past year that we both was you could tell we was mentally not there yeah it's been a tough one we, like especially for me but we power through it just know this and we we now finally have an outro thanks to the late great chat with Bozeman. we pressed on with pride we pressed on with purpose and our purpose was to keep on going to get past our mental our mental deficiencies of trying to cope what's going on in the world in terms of racism a pandemic that's literally killing friends and family but we persevered and we're here to say happy new years until next time peace i lost the button <laughs> <laughs>